Hello, everybody. It is June 16, 2000. It is June 16th. It is not. It's not. It is June 17th, <laughs> 2018. Lord, I'm so bad with days right about now. And it is your girl, Joy, has questions on this amazing Father's Day 2018. First and foremost, let me give a shout out not only to all the fathers, but especially to all the black fathers, the kings out there taking care of their children being that backbone, not only just a source of empowerment and protection, but also an amazing support system. Um, Where would we be without men like you all in our lives? So, 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 so thankful for you. Um, I have a super special guest. Woo! So if you all remember, like, first and foremost, when I was trying to get my life together, figure out, like, this crazy ride, there was a little podcast. It had a smooth two and three quarters of an episode and my co-host was none other than my amazing producer for my current podcast also the proud owner um the founder of the amazing weathers media group (laughs) um as well not only just my cousin my sister by choice, she beats me in my birthday by like, what, two and a half, three weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of my besties. So without further ado, I give you all Jazz the Legend. Hi, boo. Hi, everyone. It's very awkward to be on this <laughs> side. <laughs> when I tell you I'm about to fuck with her so hard today, y'all, like, you have no idea. Yeah. Um, yeah, so having her step from outside of her producer, I just, every time I think about how when we went from doing like mic chicks just trying to figure out then I started Joy Has Questions and you were you know figuring out your aspect of where you wanted to be within like Mm -hmm. this media space I really feel like you're the embodiment of Homer like sliding into the hedges like once you figured (laughs) out that you can be like oh I don't have to be in front yeah and I still can do this bye bitches that's how I feel but I I enjoy it I'm glad I chose uh to go the direction that I did I am too because if there's anything that I thoroughly thoroughly love and appreciate it's your dedication that you have to learning this craft being self-taught having such an amazing brand that you're building and stuff not only having my show that you produce but multiple shows that do very well across the board um and I get so many still like from past interviews that I've had so many people that are like man your sound quality is fucking phenomenal so to everyone who thinks they're like oh a podcast. I just, I could do this in the car. Are we just going to, you know, sit around on the Parcheesi table and just drink Rossi wine? Like, no, there's way more that goes into this. So yeah. shout out to you, boo. Thank you. Woo. All righty. So let me get started with You Better Know. Um, <clears throat> Today is extremely uh, awkward and weird for me just because this is the first um father's day that I have to deal with my dad not physically being here so I'm not gonna lie it's been a bunch of emotions I probably cried my eyelashes off like three whole times today but to everyone who sent me all their love and support um whether it was messages no matter what the format I truly appreciate my tribe um so my you better know is going to be about Thomas Robert Weathers My daddy was born July 23rd, 1935. No, I'm not drunk. No, you didn't hear a glitch in the system. My dad was born in the 30s. Um, He was born to George Weathers Sr. as well as Leah Weathers San Carter. 
in Chicago, Illinois, and he was, is, forever will be the love of my life. Everything that you all love about Joy Has Questions, basically, he empowered me to believe in my own voice, know who I am as a woman, know my worth, um, as well as just a fun fact. If you all wonder why I cannot stand text messages or why I'm such a, like, a big on communication, like, my dad would write me letters. Like, literally would just write me letters if I was having a bad day, put little post-its, you know, for me to find in terms of just telling me, like, how bomb I was or how much I meant to him. So a little bit on the professional side, my dad was one of the most influential. I guess, in my opinion, he kind of was like the Dapper Dan of his neighborhood in the sense that he was so immaculately styled that he had a lot of uh, flair for fashion that got picked up by major brands. He worked at Churnin Shoe Store. Now, not talking about that $9.99, are you out of your mind? No, my daddy was not out of his mind. Churnin's, before it became like this mass-produced place of like, ugh, was one of the most um, important shoe stores in the city. Basically, it was the original Christian Louboutin in Chicago. So he worked there. He was one of the first African-Americans to work there in that store. He was the first African-American manager for Lane Bryant. He also worked for other smaller boutiques such as Frederick's in, not Frederick's Hollywood, again, there are other classic stores, but he worked in Frederick's uh, where he retired from the retail industry um, after many, many years of just styling the whole city, making them feel amazing, making them look beautiful. And if anyone sees all the pictures that I put up on Joy Has Questions or on my personal page, Lady Day Fly, you all know my daddy stayed with his suit game proper, stayed with his casual game proper. And don't let him be going to Comiskey Park because then he had to bring out the custom-made fits. Jasmine, you know I'm not lying. So, um I've cried a lot today, not going to lie, but I will just say in terms of this Father's Day, I am, you know, at least supported by not only all of my friends and family who have reached out, but just knowing that I still have my daddy here, um, who in his own right was just larger than life to me and to so many people who loved him, and I am happy that God chose me to be his daughter because there's no bigger achievement or honor that I have. So with that being said... I am going to have an amazing day, and even though I have to talk about this bullshit in pop culture, I know that it is going to be just fine. So let's move right on in into, so according to IG. Here we are. Right. (laughs) So Beyonce's husband and herself dropped an album. Jasmine, go. Well, okay. (laughs) So the album is called Everything is Love. Is it? (laughs) <laughs> Listen, that is what the Carters called their album. It came out um, yesterday. It was a surprise drop. I did listen to it. They have nine tracks on there. There's maybe three songs on there that I would listen to more than once, but mind you, I'm not a big fan of their music together. So um, I think I was more so or am more so of a fan of what they're talking about on that, that album. So it's a lot of, you know, there's a, a is song. it more like a social consciousness or no? It's it's about their personal circle. Okay. So it's no, you know, my friends. I want to make sure my friends are okay. If my friends are winning, we're all all winning. You know, um, just making sure all your personal people are good. What friends mean to them? He ad- they addressed a lot of the stuff with um, Kanye. The, the issue that he had with them not going to their wedding, um, which was. 
it was because that him and his wife were not in a good space. And one of the things he said on one of his songs was, you know, if me and my wife are beefing, I'm not going anywhere. If you can't understand that, then we're maybe not meant to be friends. Like his friend Ty Ty basically watched Blue while they were going through their thing at home. Like they just wanted to work their shit out so that they could be good and then they'll be able to do other stuff. Also, y'all, if you clearly can't tell, uh, I wasn't getting another random email so that I could get title for free. So Which you didn't have to do. <laughs> what? Okay, see, you didn't have to. That's fine. That's cute. I got you in a little bit. They're so. just giving out free memberships, which is high key. The only reason I was able to hear the album <laughs> on title is because I logged in and they were able to just let me uh, renew my uh, subscription. So I will say this. I did hear a couple of snippets of things. Mm-hmm. One of the most, the line that I actually have been liking the most. Now I haven't listened to everything in a whole, but the line that I like the most so far is like, I'll never shoot the nose off my Pharaoh. I thought that was really dope for multiple reasons because it's basically acknowledging what we all know is that ancient, you know, Egyptians Mm -hmm. were of people of color. They were Mm -hmm. Africans. I don't care about this mayonnaise guzzling ass Nefertiti that y'all tried to put on the Today Show. It's a lie. Um, So I thought that was really amazing. I watched Ape Shit four times all on silent because I'm not going to lie. I don't. And maybe, and let me also segue into this. Yesterday, I was extremely busy. I had, like, I was finishing up my photo shoot, and then also I was in the back of my head, knew, like, oh, this is Father's Day weekend. So I kind of yeah. just was like, okay, y'all, new music. But I think the thing, too, is just like, I really enjoy their visuals because I think what they represent is like a big middle finger to what is standardized yeah. beauty, standardized culture. The fact that they are like rapping, like she had an Afro pig picking out this boy's hair in front of the Mona Lisa. Mm-hmm. That is so, so impactful to me, you know? Yeah. So, whereas people sometimes will be like, oh, well, you know, that's just their whole shtick. Yes, it is their shtick now, you know? They are talking about more social issues or even if they aren't talking about social issues, they're just opposing it against a lot of visuals that impact people of color or the black or African diaspora. Mm -hmm. So I will give that to them. Um, I definitely just, I think the person who was the director is like Rui Saez. I can't remember. I saw it yesterday and I can't remember specifically. I went on the person's page and I'm like, oh, y'all should have way more followers if you just said that you directed their video. Because the video is like, to me, honestly, on This Is America type level in terms of like gripping, Mm -hmm. even though This Is America had way more like, whoa moments, like people getting shot. I still think, exactly. I think it's still like beautifully, beautifully displayed. Um, Do you think it's enough to save their popularity? Because, you know, everyone was talking shit like, where's the album? I still don't want to hear where's Beyonce's music. No, I I don't think that body of work is going to save them if they needed saving. But I don't think they care, which is, you know, more important to me. And one of the things that drew me to the album is like they're doing what they want to do their way. Like they don't care if that's saving their brand. And I don't care that it's saving their brand or not. Like that's not the point. I personally, um, I get what you're saying. I guess I just, I saw a lot of people that were just talking about, like, does it still impact their relevancy or does it keep them relevant? I guess when I looked at it, 
you can, this is always, now take Jay-Z and Beyonce out of it. This is my true feelings on fame or specifically artists or the music or celebrity, I should say. When you made the decision to become famous or to become like a singer or actor or whatever, the construct of fame, it's a derivative of what you chose to do. And it's always going to be there. Mm -hmm. So you can say all you want. You don't care about it. But to me, I'm like, if you don't care about it, you can still do what you love and not publicize it. Like, we all know that Beyonce and Jay are sitting on vaults and vaults of music that only their family or their circle has heard, you know, that they have, that probably, hell, won't ever get released to the public. Right. So, if you truly just wanted to do it art for art's sake, you have a capability to do that. You have done it. So, that's why I guess I just look at it like, you can say you don't care, but I'm like... The fact that you put out put out bodies work, period, like it still is is an aspect of caring. Yeah, that's how I just look at it. Like, because you can be an artist and not have to let the world know, mm-hmm. and still be good with your art. Right, they are good with their brand, and I think that's like, of course, what separates it. So you can talk all you want about Spotify and fuck you, fuck you too, you cool, fuck everybody else in the back wearing yellow shirts, whatever, and that's fine. I like Beyonce rapping. I think this, if anything, was just more so proof that Jay-Z is now her accessory. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was just like, whoo, how the mighty have fallen. I mean, he has, I felt, well, it's Beyonce. Like, you cheated on Beyonce. Like, he just y'all, y'all can be good. Everything can be love right now. But you still got a long ways to go before you're not, like, doing whatever she tells you to do. It. Exactly. Yeah. I still think this all was a part of the restructuring plan. While Ty Ty was babysitting Blue <laughs> she had the me notebook and was like, okay, niggas. So my album is going to basically be a fuck you. Your album is going to be an apology to me for embarrassing the hell out of me. Um, but even when you look at them as a whole, like they can live separately without each other, right? Like they both yeah. are ridiculously powerful entities. Mm-hmm. But whatever you want to say, Beyonce gave him respectability. He gave her street cred. Because when she met him, she's like, got me looking crazy in love and all that. This was not half lower titty out talking about some who the fuck do you think I am? Like, cornrow Beyonce cussing, you know? So that's why I'm just like, you can say what you want in terms of like, let me upgrade you. Like, he definitely added a layer, I think, of realness or rawness to you as well. I think she owns that. Yeah, she, okay. <laughs> I guess that's why when everybody's just like, oh, how could he? I'm like, two sides, no, three sides to every story. Your side, my side, yeah. and the truth. But I really am happy with their album because if for nothing else, Kanye is failing. I mean, I don't I don't want to see people fail. Like, I'm not going to say I, <laughs> I want to see him fail. I hope he learns in whatever situation he's going through. I think I maybe I connected to the album. Bitch. <laughs> I did that on purpose. I told you I was gonna get you back. Sorry. <laughs> I'm still happy though that Kanye is not winning right now. I do feel kind of bad for. I'm like, damn, y'all couldn't give Nasir the album and the man even 24 hours, and now I see why Nicki Minaj was just like, uh, uh-uh, uh, Queen is coming out in August. <laughs> This will you not. think they gave her like a heads up? Like, oh, that definitely was a okay, bitch. So you remember when we was like eating In and Out burgers? <laughs> I kind of feel like I at least owe it to you to just you know let you know me and my man shit dropping. So 
I don't know what you were planning on doing, but maybe you just need to like rewrite that. Yeah. That totally. Now that. <laughs> it does make sense. Speaking of Nicki Minajery, the L. Okay. Let's see if I can separate the two. So she, again, is coming under fire for inflammatory or people are deeming inflammatory content comments that she made in her L interview the visuals with Carl Lagerfeld look Nicki Minaj gets on my goddamn nerves she does I think she problematic as shit and I think she's a mean girl but what I will give her is that bitch can take a picture <laughs> Carl like I look you have to a broke clock is right twice a day like you just gotta call it even when they get on your nerve like she looks fucking gorgeous I'm assuming you're talking about her queen album cover no, ain't nobody talking about a thousand ways to pussy pop. No, <laughs> I'm talking about the L. Have you seen the L magazine? I don't think I have. That's Just why go on I... her page. Okay. Like you could do that right now because Lord knows she loves to post about her. Um, but if you go on the page, like you'll see, because Kim Kimball, who is like I her hair, I miss. What was the name of that show with Kim Kimball? Um, hair. I don't remember. Um, I like my hair like this. Hair slay, hair, whatever. But her reality show, I missed that shit because it was hilarious. And Dante was funny as fuck. <laughs> I didn't watch it, but... You didn't? No. Girl, I, I saw clips of it. Um, It's the type of reality show, no bullshit, Jasmine. You need to go back and watch, like, the old seasons. It is so entertaining. The show was good as hell. I, like, did not want to see her in reality TV. But I'll put it to you this way. She wasn't even that bad. Like, I mean, not even that bad. You could definitely tell that she would do things that were slightly divisive and that she definitely wanted everyone to like you could tell she would keep her clientele like her clientele which is why she had a clash with like one of her workers angela or whatever because angela like Mm -hmm. started to try and like usurp some of her um clients or she deemed it as usurping some of her clients or some of her like you know people from her rolodex if you will but overall it was a really good show okay so you definitely like check it out. But the point is, getting back to Nicholas. So the pictures were amazing. Carl Lagerfeld, no, he can get a bitch angles. He mm-hmm. would did an amazing job with her. But in the article, she made comments that I, I hate when I have to give people stuff. Nicki Minaj is not the problem in this interview. People not reading is the problem with the interview. Hear me out. So she made comments about, I hope that I'm not you know, perceived as possibly being the reason, like, when my young followers look at me or, you know, if they're following me on IG or whatever the case may be, that they look at her and then think it's okay to, like, oh, okay, well, I'm a sell pussy. Yeah. My thing is this. I didn't think she owned truly the reality. Like, you don't hope. You know that that is what is happening. Mm-hmm. Like, not even little girls. When Nicki Minaj came out, I feel like that's, Especially when "Ass" the song with Bish, Big Sean came out, I feel like that's when it just tipped the scales in terms of everyone getting their asses and getting their boobs done. Yeah. Or maybe I just noticed it in a way I had never before. Yeah, I think it was before then. It was. Yeah, I guess I just I didn't notice. But when that shit came out, like everyone started to be sitting here, like just getting everything done. I'm just like, so stop with this fake. Like, I just I hope they aren't like doing this because of. Me, like, I don't ever want you to think that it's okay to sell ass. I'm like, the oldest profession is prostitution. Like, everyone says that as a joke. Like, no, it's facts. 
Right, but it, it is facts. <laughs> yeah. And the thing is, I'm not, maybe I'm about to say something really controversial. Anything that a woman uses to control her autonomy, I do not deem that as a bad thing. There are different cultures. There's different, like, just selling p- pussy to me is just such an umbrella term. Like, because, yes, technically you can be a prostitute, but I'm like, in different cultures and different areas, like, it's not the same. It's like, oh, well, I'm cat stacks working out the box or right. some shit. So that's why I'm like, girl, that's a really homogenous statement to make. And there are women that could be actually like, that is my job. Like, mm-hmm. pornography to me is, is an aspect of selling pussy. Like, yeah. you clocking in and clocking out and having sex. But at the end of the day, I don't look at that as like, I know a lot of strip strippers or pro- that do that, and it's like, and they go home. Yeah. Not everybody out here trying to be Ebony from the Players Club. What were your thoughts on her? Well, I'm not that versed in this mm-hmm. specific topic. I didn't even know she had an ill interview out, but um, I've heard several interviews with her, like like you said, not owning what it, what the fact is of what you know what people are doing based on her image, right? So. I understand what you're saying. I just don't know anything about the L interview. Gotcha. Okay, so I don't have no problem, like, actually telling you that part. Yeah. I guess, that in general, I just get mad. Like, girl, don't it drive you crazy when you look at celebrities and they they do all this shit and then, like, get, magically, just get confused. I'm no one's role model. Again, a derivative of fame. If people are looking at you, whether you say follow me or not, that's human nature. That's psychology. That is... What people do, they're going to look at your ass. Yeah, you're not trying to be a role model, but you're influencing others. So on what it is that is happening, like what your fans are doing based on your image. Like, I don't have a shit, like, I'm not out here, like, in the thousands, right, when it comes to my following. But you know what I am? Very conscious of the fact of, like, the things I talk about or the messages that I present definitely have an impact on people. Because you know what? I don't care if it's one person or 1,000. Like, I still get DMs from people that was like, yo, that really, like, resonated with me or keep up the good work. And so the thing is, like, people are looking, especially it's fucking Instagram. The whole platform is based on visuals. Like, literally the point of that thing is to look at what people are doing. So what the fuck are you showing? And then when she was just like, But, you know, I I sell sex appeal. That's subjective. Sex appeal is subjective because what's sexy to you might be dowdy or homemade as fuck to me. Sexy to me is sitting on a countertop in a T-shirt with chill thigh high socks on that you probably ain't never going to see again and some heels. Mm -hmm. But, no, that to me is sexy. You sitting with some, you know, Hellenistic... Which also annoyed me. How you got the Hellenistic period from Egyptian culture, but your main song is Chung Lee. I don't know if you pull it from Ming Dynasty <laughs> China, Cleopatra. I don't know if you, Queen Zenobia, who fought the Roman armies. I don't know what the fuck is going on with your ass. You just got all the historical timelines on your shit. But that's what I'm like. Sex appeal is different. I don't think she sells sex appeal. I think she sells sex. I, I would have to agree. I would have to agree. You leave nothing to the imagination. And exhibitionism is cool. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. But I'm like, again, stop acting like, <laughs> I'm just, I didn't know. Bitch, you know. And I think she a female Kanye. Like, she, because she does know, and she knows that it's going to drudge up all of this conversation, I think she especially is doing that. People, please open your eyes and realize what marketing plans look like especially for influencers and these brand, these celebrities you love to follow that are actually brand entities. 
if her album gets pushed back to August, she now got eight weeks worth of relevancy that she has to keep herself in people's consciousness before her shit drops. She can't be quiet now. And then be like a week before, oh, guys, remember my album coming out? Ain't nobody going to give a fuck. Even for Nicki Minaj. Right. Like, even for someone of that magnitude who got millions of followers, like, you still have to keep your relevancy up. So don't think for a second that ain't, that she don't know what the fuck she's doing. And I still think it was low-key shots to Cardi B. Because Cardi B did talk about, like, selling, like, was cool with doing it. Notice how, like, Nicki Minaj all of a sudden has come out with, like, these statements of, like, oh, you shouldn't sell pussy or, oh, I've been proposed to multiple times. I'm not going to sit here I and guess, pop a I did notice that one. I did hear when she said that one. That one I did think was a direct shot at Cardi B. It was, bitch, it was a Ricky. <laughs> <laughs> that was a boys in the hood point blank rain shot. Like. Yeah. That's why I just get so annoyed because I'm like, you only done when you want to be done. Mm-hmm. This girl. That whole that whole situation irritates me. The Nicki Minaj versus Cardi B. Cardi B. Yeah, because it's like they make up and then they're like fake make- makeup and then they're beefing again. But it always feels like the beef is initiated by Nicki and it's always some... Um, throw the rock and go high type shit. Like right. I feel like behind the scenes, Nicki does some. Some shit that nobody can see. And then uh, Cardi looks crazy for responding to it. Right, because the thing is, Cardi's responding from a real place. Yeah. Still. Whereas Nikki has learned how to finesse to make her... Like, when that bitch started crying in the interview, mm-hmm. I, I gave her my hairstylist. Is your hairstylist a slave? Like, let's keep... <laughs> unless you got a signed contract like Ignamo from The Incredibles to design all of the costumes for yeah. superheroes... Yeah. Bitch, she's not yours. Emily just did my bomb-ass makeup for my, you know, my photo shoot. She's one of the top makeup artists in the city. She ain't mine. Like, if I book her or don't, she's still going to get paid. Like, what is wrong with y'all? That's just, I I can't deal with that whole. Nikki, girl, she is the epitome of the bitch that will talk shit as she stands on the couch in VIP surrounded by niggas. Mm -hmm. Because she know you can't get to her and fuck her up like you want to. But then she's protected to continue to run her mouth. And that's what annoys me about her. Because I'm like, if somebody caught your ass on the street, oh, oh, oh. It's always annoyed me about her. And it's part of the reason why I have a soft spot for Safari. I feel like he he got away. (laughs) Every time I think of him, I just think of a turkey. Like, you know how before you start to baste a turkey or any meat product or you have to like, basted in like olive oil like oh, yeah, oil yeah. you yeah. just you just can't yeah slap it out like after you rinse it because white people please rinse your food like that's nasty as shit you just take it out the package and start that, putting i have questions and that's i have questions and that's a completely <laughs> right. different conversation that, <laughs> i know that's a diverter but every time i think of safari i just think of like the turkey that's getting massaged <laughs> with like olive oil before you start seasoning it i'm like ugh, <laughs> like, get on my nerve but Fine. Coconut baby daddy oil got away. So the last topic that I'm going to bring up, Blacking Crew Chicago, sweet father on a cracker. Okay, so Jasmine, have you seen any this season? I have not. (laughs) As you know, I do not watch that show because it is too close to home. I feel like I am 
in people's business. <laughs> like I feel like I am. I got some secret feed to somebody's phone and I'm listening in. I don't like watching that show. And it's a hot ass mess. Oh, girl. and it doesn't make sense because they're the only one that's not black ink. Like black ink has multiple locations. That is not one of them. <laughs> right. It doesn't make sense. I'm like, is this like them M's divide different when VH1 divide divide? Like <laughs> what the fuck is going on here? Um, okay. So <laughs> I'm just going to bring up this aspect of last week's episode and i'm gonna keep this very brief because it's father's day and i do not i'm not about to do this to black men like i'm not gonna shoot y'all in the face with a headshot like on not on this day um don four's brother the one you i don't know the difference between the two really no they are visibly different like i don't i'm sure they they look different i just don't know which is which so the bigger one that looked like he got like the bouncing ball over his words with the beard. They both have beards, no. Four got like a little baby beard. Remember, Which one has the the sassy dreads? man per- that's four. Okay. Okay. I thought you I was like the sassy man purse four. Okay. Okay. Um Nikki's boo. Yeah. She's okay. extra, but I like her. I truly do get the feeling like I'm here for my man and because I know this show helps me push these packets of hair mm-hmm. and get these endorsements and I ain't mad at her for that because I don't never see her like fuck with nobody yeah. unless somebody says something to her. True. Like I don't see that's what I'm saying like I don't see her being She minds like, her business until people come into her space. That's very very true. It's like when someone does bullshit and then she goes off and I'm like but I can't be mad at her for that because I'm like you tried her. Lastly so Don, this whole season, like literally episode one didn't even get you a chance. Like, can you niggas like warn us to the bullshit? Didn't even give us a chance. So it literally started, I guess like something for real happened over the summer where he got caught, you know, I, I don't know how Snapchat works, but basically he got caught like getting hair from some girl. And I don't, I don't even know why you were on Snapchat. Like, you, why was a camera out? Like, why was there a phone involved? So you really want to have proof that you cheating on your wife? What the fuck is wrong with you? So he basically accidentally snapped it to hit all of his followers. Heavy quotations on the accidental. You think, girl? Have you used Snapchat? No, it's, I just told you. I don't know that it's that easy to accidentally upload something on I snap. guess it's more so like kind of like how Facebook you IG stories are. Are you sure? Snap. You cannot butt snap somebody. Like I didn't like record something and then accidentally <laughs> butt snap it to the world. No. Oh, so okay. yeah, I don't believe he did it accidentally. Well, I mean whether it was a storyline or not, like this is now the 138,000th time that he's been caught. Caught. Cheating on his wife. And I guess the bigger point that I just want to make is like especially with it being on Father's Day, you got to make real life decisions in terms of like what you're willing to do for a check. Mm-hmm. You really have to think about that because he said something that, I mean, just logistically and grammatically didn't make sense, but he was like, man, you have to mentally prepare yourself to be strong. And I'm like, <laughs> you mean just mentally prepare? Like, <laughs> That, that's all you strong. that's all you had to say like <laughs> the phrase is mental preparation <laughs> which under notes strength like or mental fortitude like okay sweetie go for what you know but this is also the man that said god is good my friends are greater <laughs> girl oh. i saved 
that video. I remember Ryan. Wait, was, he said it out loud? Girl, he was at a fucking, it was on his page. And Ryan was like, then God? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was the funniest shit ever. Like, because you could tell he thought about it. Like, he stood up and he was trying to be moving. <laughs> like this, you know, Joe Clark moment or some shit for a lean on me. And so he stand up and go, God is good. My friends are greater. <laughs> and then Ryan goes, then God? <laughs> like, and everyone busts up laughing. So I'm just like, he ain't known for making the most sense when it comes to his words. But my thing is like, you know producers play these stunts and games. As a producer, period, like I have friends that work on reality shows. Like I know precisely that the producer's role is to be as divisive as fuck so that they can keep they show if they keep the ratings that is what keeps their jobs mm-hmm. so they don't give a fuck who they're gonna use as a pawn like i'm so good with this show now i can hear i can separate like have you started to notice like when they'll be oh scenes where they're talking to each other and then it'll go to like a scene but you hear them say come on let's go let's just talk I'm like, that's post-production. That was y'all sitting in the sound booth and saying the phrases to go with the show. Like, how people can't catch this shit, I don't know. But when I just look at that, I'm like, you got two kids by Ashley, a baby in the middle by, I guess, a college jump-off or a friend that you had, and now a girl, the girl that he was caught in the Snapchat video with, she pregnant. She got her ass beat this last episode. Like, they jumped a pregnant woman. Yeah, with the baby on the inside. Like, she is not like, like, she is a full, like, the girl looked full on second trimester. And I'd just be looking like, what is, like, is it really worth it? Like, is it truly, truly worth it? Because the thing is, Donna turned around and is now upset that Ashley wants to take their children to Texas. For, for like to live yeah because she's like i'm just done you put me through so much yeah. she's like i don't feel like i have any support here i'm mm-hmm. just tired he's like i hate you you ain't gonna take my kids because it is one mistake one mistake this is systematic self-esteem destruction <laughs> yeah i have marks on the wall like one <laughs> right <laughs> on like both parties though yeah like her own self-esteem ain't that high and i'm like nigga you don't feel that good about yourself which is why you keep fucking all these bitches i hope um like i said i don't watch the show but i hope if that's really her plan to leave that she follows through with it i mean i always base the show on what's the ig say now Mm because you can say what you want on the show i'm like where are you currently what's your pin drop a pin so i know it's real are you leaving for real or no it looks horrible, and it's just like not to mention there's actual kids involved. Like, and this is recorded. We live in a world like pathologies are real. I would love, and I know it's me psychoanalyzing this young man, but I was like, I would love to see like how did you grow up? Like, what examples were you shown? Yeah, not in the sense that like I don't think he had bad parents. Like, no one's parents ever intentionally tries to do something to make their children follow in the the negatives or the footsteps. But I'm like, I would love to see, like. For real, like, how were you raised? Because I see so many black men that this is, like, a problem. Like, I know he wants to be a good father. I truly, no. (laughs) It doesn't supersede his own brokenness, though. But I don't think, like, there's nothing about Don or anybody that behaves like this. He doesn't want to hurt his children. Like, every time I see, and like, I truly see him with any of his kids. He's smiling. He's happy. But I'm like, but there's something in you that is so broken. And I'm like, that you can be that short-sighted to make decisions 
that will damage your kids for life multiple times. What is wrong with him? He's selfish. As hell. And I'm like, get a therapist and a prayer coach for those demons. You, we've got, mm-mm. You can't keep making that excuse, Bill. I made a mistake. Forgetting to take the chicken out when I called your ass at 2 p.m. And I get home at 6 and you didn't do it is a mistake. Fucking a bitch on Snapchat and posting it to everyone was a choice. And um, impregnating said girl. And a death <laughs> sentence. I'm like, okay, so someone... <laughs> On this date is not gonna make it. Yeah, it, talk quietly amongst yourselves. Have they done any tattoos this season so far, girl? No. Uh, apparently, um, because you know they have these celebrities come in for tattoos. Oh wait, 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 no, they did one. I started to do a tally. Actually, my petty ass. So I started to do a tally. I'm like, from season one to season three, because it's all decrees. Like season one, you saw like a tattoo an episode. Yeah. So probably rounded out to like, what was it? It was a shortened episode or a shortened season because it's the inaugural one. So they probably did 12 tattoos yeah. quietly amongst themselves. Season two was like six. And this season I've seen one. So I feel like you're going to get a tattoo when a storyline ends. Like when everything comes full circle, then you get a tattoo to like summarize what happened. Oh, you already know how the story are going. Man, with all the bullshit I'm going through. <laughs> and Chicago, Chicago's going to come in it somehow. Oh, girl, every time Ryan starts the... <laughs> every the time he starts it up. Oh, girl, bitch. If he said, he was like, growing up as a black man in Chicago, man, it's hard. <laughs> like, you you know, you don't never know when Spicy's going to be ready at Popeye's. We're talking about your cheating ass. <laughs> right. What are you talking about right now? We're talking about why were you and Kat in the bathroom? You <laughs> <laughs> said, uh, growing up in Chicago, it's hard. Like, growing up in Wisconsin is hard. Growing up in fucking Nicaragua is dip- Growing up, period, in the world, if you are on planet Earth, is difficult. Shut the fuck up. Like, oh, gee. I literally just watch the show so I can chuckle. Like, that's it. And then sometimes when it does get too, like, personal, I'm like, okay, I'm turning this off. Yeah, okay. But every time I see Van, yeah. <laughs> that one side, it's no more. No more! <laughs> like, that's Green takes me out, bitch. Like, I be crying laughing. Oh, my God. But, yeah. Um, do better, Don. Please, for the sake of your children. I know you love them, but that is just unacceptable behavior. Do better, Nine Mac. There is no Nine. Girl, we have got to catch you up. This is- oh, the, the, wait, the, the whole The whole point of this season, bitch, no, I is thought, that he got I rid of I thought they were, like, like, big beefing, but I didn't think the, the whole business was Girl, close. he took the, the first episode, he took the sign off. He was petty because he made sure to neatly take his stuff out. He trashed the fucking studio. Oh, okay, there was like mind. gunshots in the walls well, that they got to pay for. Do better young people. <laughs> right. <laughs> do better uh, growing up in Chicago. Yeah. Uh, okay. So that is ending. So according to IG. Well, well, well. Look who decided to finally bring herself to Chicago. Summer is here, guys. Mother Nature finally decided to let all of us see sunlight. And I am here for it. So best believe I'm going to be at somebody's kickback all June, July, August, and possibly a little bit of September. You know that first month always be popping with some Cavassier VSOP, the only drink that is worth drinking for summertime to get it in. I hope you're doing the same, and let's get it back with Joy Has Questions. Moving right along to the wonderful part. I love the spotlight. So... I have, like I said before, my amazing, talented cousin, Jazz the Legend, a.k.a. Jasmine Marie Weathers. Bitch, do, don't cut it out. My whole name? It would <laughs> absolutely be cut <laughs> out. No! Niggas know my government name. Okay, so this whole conversation is staying on, including me saying this whole conversation. Okay. <laughs> Leave it alone. 
See how we beef, y'all? She just, ooh. Anyway, having you on the show, uh, let's just get right into it because I always am very big on letting everyone know, like the reason I even do Joy Has Questions, I came from church one day. I was really depressed. It was hot like it is right now. And I was sitting there sweaty, just face falling the fuck off. I was in Jasmine's room because we lived together at the time. And she was like, well, just do something. She's a master at lying, y'all. Like, she was. She <laughs> wait, is wait, the, uh, rephrase that. <laughs> I was going. She the queen of going, I'm just, I'm not even going to do it. You to look up. She didn't got like 45 minutes worth of content. You didn't tell her. I'm like, bitch, when did you have time to do this? So she told me, like, I'm not going to put it up. She put it up. <laughs> so that's how Joy Has Questions was born. I want to know for you, though, like, when did you get the inkling? Because I'm like, you work in you know, a medical space. Yeah. So when did you get the desire to be like, you know what, enough is enough and I am stepping out? Um, Just the the nature of my job, I'm just sitting and doing nothing. So I naturally always have, I've listened to podcasts for years, um, but I was finding that I wasn't hearing shows the way that I wanted to Not hear them. Not even the read? I wasn't hearing shows the way that I wanted to hear them. I wasn't hearing everything that I wanted to and um, I started off with a like a, a black directory for podcasts called I was podcast pope on social media. So I would find different black podcasts all over the country and kind of make sure I knew when they were posting and when they were not posting when they had live shows. Um, but someone kind of came in and took over that space, which I was happy about because I didn't want to do it anymore. But I decided to kind of just go in and start creating the shows that I wanted to hear that I wasn't able to find or hear. Okay, so you basically hit it with a enough is enough. Yeah. I'm tired of the shit. I'm going to do it on my own. So you basically have multiple shows now. Like your brand is really building. You have, uh, <clears throat> well, actually, you started off with a show that you no longer are a part of. But how did that experience help you in terms of like, you know, kind of training you or helping you to understand like what it would take to real people arraign people in in terms of like how to get everyone on the same page to make a successful podcast because I really want you to talk I think people think it's just a matter of I'm a press record and I'm a blow up and it's not like that at all so what did you like how did that help you learn that uh well that first show that I was a part of I first of all I was only doing that show at one time right now I do multiple shows at one time but I was more than just a producer for that group I was producing I was managing I was you know travel coordination yeah I was I was everything for them and um being in that position I realized quickly that I did not want to be everything for one group of people so production is the part that stood out to me I want to develop shows just like produce new shows Mm -hmm. and different type of shows different variety yeah after doing so many you realize that even for the shows that seem unscripted and just really all over the place for it to be successful it has to be some type of structure there like oh, definitely. so I mean I can have you know hosts tell me that we're just gonna go off the off the top of the head this episode you need to tell me what what you're doing for that week what you want to talk about a ballpark you so. trying to say something you trying to <laughs> okay so keep it cute because I definitely say you asked me that <laughs> so what are we talking about I don't know we'll just see okay so what are we talking about okay cool Jasmine I see how it is yeah so doing different shows helped me kind of figure out what what makes a show got you so Clearly, I feel special because I was able to get you to, you know, pop your head back in from being behind the scenes so much. Woo! Yes, you have to be. (laughs) (laughs) 
No, like, of course, like, I enjoy just talking to you. Like, you're my bestie anyway. So I'm like, yeah. yes, let me have you on this little episode or whatever. But where do you see your brand developing? Like, right now you have anything but basic. You have Joy Has Questions. You have um, Danielle Mitchell's podcast. Like, how else do you see this matriculating or how do you see it evolving? Um, right now it is just a production company, a podcast production company, but I do want to see it grow into a podcast network. Um, I did dabble into that before and then I realized there's a lot more that goes into a network than just producing a show. So my ultimate goal is to have uh, Weathers One Media become a, a network for shows. Gotcha. Hit it. So I'm going to switch it up a little bit just because I'm like, I know I will never have an opportunity like this again to document this. Probably not. Uh, whatever. <laughs> also, don't play. I want to hear the unedited version because I know how you are. You'll sit there and like take out all the fun shit. I've already planned me going into. Oh, no, no, no. Because that's going to make me mad as no, hell. No, I won't, I won't okay. do it. <laughs> Fine. So I am going to do this. She has this amazing game, guys, called Never Have I Ever. So this is the one time that you all are going to hear, like, I guess, especially from production side, <laughs> some real shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'll, I'll be nervous. nice. <laughs> she literally is sweating. Like, she took off her shirt. She's like, oh, okay. So you can start with me. Ask me whatever little raggedy question you want. Um. Okay. So these are kind of random all over the place. Okay. Have you ever taken a pill without knowing what it was? Uh, No. <laughs> like, I don't really. I'm very, very big on that. I have a weird phobia where I'm just like, I know I don't have any known allergies, but that's what makes me, case in point, paranoid with bees because I'm like, yeah, I've lived my whole life without this thing and watch, I'm going to fuck around and be the one that'll go into like some analytic shock or whatever yeah. and not even know it. So that's why I'm like, uh-uh, bitch. So I don't play those games. That's good to know. I um I am the same way. I've accidentally taken heart heart pills before. What? Whose yeah. pills were they? My aunt. She just had pills all over oh. the place. And I thought it was like a Tylenol and thought my life was ending. But yeah, I don't I don't play with that. Oh, yeah. And then I'm a hypochondriac too. Girl. <laughs> <laughs> I, w- I remember one time I walked to the university. I walked to the hospital from my house. Because I thought, like, I was, I was like, something's wrong. Like, I just, I feel so sick. You're dying, so you walk to the hospital. Right. And then I remember <laughs> calling my friend, and he was going, Joy, sweetie, I think you're having a panic attack. And it didn't even, like, register, because I'm, you know, I have panic attacks. I'm used to them, like, being different, like, yeah. feeling different. He was just like, think about it. He was like, you're going through these really big life changes, like, back to back to back. He was like, I think you're just having a spasmo right now. And I said, I literally remember standing outside of the ER, looking in the window, and it was just like, if I walk away, is this going to be one of those things at like 3 a.m. in the morning where I'm actually dying going, shit, yeah. I should have walked in. <laughs> Dead like, damn, I should have went Exactly. <laughs> like, no. Um, have you ever lied about what you did for a living just to get laid? Um, No. That, what type of shit? Like, that's weird to say. Uh, my answer is weird? No, not you. I mean, the question. Like, yeah. I don't know why that seems very man-centric to me. Like, I feel like... A- I, yeah, I I would have to agree. Like, unless I was, like, super, super pretty and I lied about being a, a model or something, like, there's no reason for me to lie about what I do. Right. Spent more money partying than on rent in one month. <laughs> 
tell you something. I didn't get financially literate or t- until recently. And by recently, I mean when I started living with you. <laughs> like, when I moved in with you and I saw, like, how hard you were hustling, like, keeping <laughs> your bills Budgeting, bitch. <laughs> right. Like- right. And see, I couldn't even use the word correctly. I was like, oh, yeah, that. Moving money in certain <laughs> places for certain things. Like- Let me tell you something. So... Case in point, great example. Remember last week when I asked you, I was just like, so Jasmine, I'm getting braces. It's going to cost like six fifty because, you know, they got to do the records. And then I got to pay another six fifty for yeah. them to put them bitches on. And then I start paying like one fifty a month for yeah. them. So I was like, I'm going to just quick pay you the money to ensure I don't spend it. And Jasmine, your ass literally goes, why don't you just open up a savings account? I mean, like... <laughs> just sat there i was like or i can do that too (laughs) i didn't even think about it right there that was so stupid um i just it was too funny i was like are you kidding me right now like that's not funny so you've come a long way i have my credit score goes up my bills are paid on time for the most part um let me see (laughs) try to contact a deceased person no but (laughs) oh god um Two things. One thing, my sister presented me the opportunity. She wants to um, go see a medium. So she, I'm very like, I don't play. I'm not, I'm not super religious. I don't go to uh, church every Sunday, but I don't fuck with the dead. Like they over there, let them stay over there, do what they do. They reach out to me sometimes. And even then I'm like, okay, we've made this transaction. We're done. So no, I I have not. What was the question again? Um, have you ever tried to contact? Tried to contact yeah, I, absolutely. Because another thing to me is, you if you try to do that, you don't know what else is coming with them, right? Because it could be an answer of "I'm not happy with you." What? Like that not even fun. that, but you you talking to somebody from 1800s who is in the same space, like they in the same little quarters. Which or whatever. your house does give me that vibe. I'm like, someone definitely has been here before. No, um, okay, me complain to a drug dealer. <laughs> define drug dealing (laughs) like one who sells drugs (laughs) uh define drugs no um complain to a drug so here's the thing i know a lot of people that's been sold weeds like some of your favorite professionals so Mm -hmm. if i'm talking to a friend and i happen to complain to them about something in life and they just so happen to sell dime bags on the side i guess the answer would be yes Ah, shut up but the point is, no, I'm not out here just kicking it with Pablo Escobar going, just call me back if you done cutting these keys. Like, no, I'm not doing that. Um, question for you. I want this one to be a good one. Had any, <laughs> I'm so happy I'm asking you this and not me. Had anything pierced below your neck? <laughs> I have not. Um, I was like, belly button was like, I will not be basic. Bitch, <laughs> like, I will not do it. So. I am not getting the triple X tramp stamp, and I'm not also doing that either. Yeah, so no. Ha- okay. Um, my last question is, have you angrily thrown a drink in someone's face? <laughs> I've done worse things. Uh, that specific thing, have you done? No, I have okay. not. I'm more... That was a tricky answer. It was like, of course I've done it, but then you said no. Oh, it was. It did sound... No, I've I've never done that. I'm... I've gotten way, way better. I'm more of a, definitely a verbal person. But that's the thing. I, I'm not the girl that's going to be like, that's why you out here with these dusty ass hirachis. Like, no, I'm the person that'll look at you and be like, so how does it feel to know that like you peaked in high school where people are still <laughs> finding themselves and you have actually had no maturity or evolution since then? 
Yeah. Like, why are you here? Like, I'm the person that could. So I had to really get better at that because for the longest, I'm not, and I had told you this before, I felt like my karma, I felt like my karma or things that were happening was tied into like me just being vicious mm-hmm. or like, or like saying things that not doing, not, not doing the golden rule basically. Yeah. So that's why I was like, maybe I shouldn't have told that guy, like when he hurt my feelings, like just remember how you treated me when you out here trying to teach future leaders. And I'm like, knowing how much he loves to mentor right. children. That was kind of fucked up. So a little bit, <laughs> I've gotten better. He's still like all my pictures. I have a bonus question. Oh, fine. What? Um, have you ever been worried you were going to die after taking drugs? <laughs> I want to hear the story. I took, <laughs> again, hyper, I know you ain't talking. I'm, yo, okay. <laughs> I'm so pissed you asked me this and you I'm know so happy why. I found it. Right? <laughs> no, um, what was it? Was it weed? It wasn't, no. Oh, I know what it was. I forgot how much. Obviously many, many years ago. Yeah, something like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. Um, I had forgotten how much Tylenol I took. No, no, no. I had take, because my peer, I don't know what it was about that month, but it was the worst cramps in my life. When I tell you, I was just like, I have never wanted a hysterectomy that bad in my life. I was throwing, it was crazy. Wow. And I forgot how many Motrins I took, because it's 800. You know, you're not supposed to take more than, what, 2,000 milligrams a day. Mm-hmm. I think I took maybe damn near double that. Wow. No, that's what I'm saying, like. I started getting dizzy. Like, I, it was the craziest feeling. I knew for a fact. I'm like, I'm ODing right now. So I had to, like, Google and do stuff to help me out um, or to figure out. Like, I started flushing myself out of water, a whole bunch of stuff. I couldn't go to sleep. It was crazy. So that's the worst I ever did. And then I'll give you a bonus to the bonus. My dumbass almost um, super glued my throat shut. Okay. I cannot make Questions. that up. <laughs> right. I cannot make that up. Jazz has questions. Right. How did glue get get in your throat? Uh, so I was swallowing. No kidding. <laughs> no kidding. This is what happened. Um, it was my birthday when I turned 25. And my necklace, one of the stones had fallen out of it, which is kind of costume jewelry. Yeah. It happens. So my bright ass is just like, oh, okay, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to fix it. Um. But the super glue, you know how no matter how tight you keep the thing on, it'll still like break or yeah. or like get crusty. So I was trying to like pull it off like that little crust. And instead of just finding scissors to do it, I did it with my teeth. Oh. And then realized like when I was squeezing it and I like the crust came off with oh the glue <laughs> went to the back of my throat. And when I tell you Ooh. I instantly was like, oh, I could feel it. Like, I legit you could, could feel it. The, the I could feel like it congealing in my throat. I was hysterical. I called Oyen. I called my, be- you know, my other best friend. I was just like, I don't know what to do because this isn't something that I can just fix. She was like, you have to swallow oil. There's nothing nastier than chugging down oil. Thank God, I had a big dumbass thing of corn oil, canola, canola, corn oil, and I sat there, measured out a cup, and drank it. I wanted to die, cause the thing is also, you know, like as kids, we all had to drink like high liver oil and shit. Yeah. So it's just like oil and me. One of those things you don't want to do. Truly don't mix, yeah. and I'm sitting here chugging it down. Yeah. But that's the only, and I felt it start to like kind of like loosen up, loosen. But when I tell you that was the scariest shit ever, my dumb ass literally swallowed super glue. I would not have gotten to the point where I was logical <laughs> you enough. Up. <laughs> I would have 
like port the rest. Like, since you're going to close, let's just close all the way and get this shit over with. You literally would have just been, I could see you standing like sitting on the edge of the couch, just like, God, this is a fucked up way to die. <laughs> all righty. Well, number one, thank you so much for being on the show, being with me this day is been kind of hard but it actually wound up being very very fun mm-hmm. so thank you for forcing me not forcing me but for being like well if you do do the show i didn't know how you received that so it's nice to know that you received it well I did. thanks for having me yes and who on knows this side maybe if people like it enough i'll be like you know what today's episode of jasmine coming back because i feel like i get like more i'm not as like the state of black people yeah. and Chris Bitty Coon Kanye is standing in the middle of Queens Bridge talking about some, we got another one. You know, like, I'm more relaxed. Yeah. So, thank you, boo. Moving into today's motivational message uh, with it. Long story short, be appreciative, people. Be appreciative of people in your life that will support you, that will love you, that will be your cheerleader, that will be your everything. Um because I know my show is more so based on like, yeah, I want people to like focus on dreams, but I also want people to have a, a more holistic approach. Sometimes I feel like our generation is just like, secure the bag, get the bell, do this, do that. I'm just like, yeah, that's great. But I'm like, I want us to be well-rounded and like happy people, you know? So when I look at, at things that, matter yes success matters yes multiple streams of income is great but I think ultimately I want it to be a situation of like do I have the tools or do I have the people around me that will inspire me and that will love me no matter if I'm making 60 million dollars or if I got six dollars to my name and so um and being honest and just thinking about you know my dad being heavy on my mind today that's something that also I struggle with because I looked at things sometimes with my dad like, man, when I get to this financial space, I'm going to be able to do this and just ball out. And I'm like, really, all my daddy just wanted was my time. That was it. Like, I was gold. I was magic to him. <clears throat> and he didn't matter if I bought him a million clothes or if I was just, you know, sitting with him watching a baseball game. So... Um, to everyone, I just really want whoever that person is that inspires you to be better, that looks at you when you're at your worst and makes you feel like you are the most beautiful person in the world. Like that is truly something to appreciate and to be thankful about. And that's an intangible, like they don't have to have anything from you other than just your love and support, you know, and the fact that you sometimes just open your mouth and let that person know like how much you, you know that they mean to you. So um, that's a thought that I keep in my back pocket in terms of everything that I do. Yes, I want to fulfill my dreams, and I'm not out here trying to live my father's destiny. This ain't, you know, Lion King 2, Simba's Pride. But what I am very cognizant of is my father inspired me to be myself, to think on my own, and to have individuality. And so whatever makes me happy, I know that he is happy with it. So that is how I want to end the week. I want us all to be out here getting it. Also, shout out to all the pictures I'm seeing from the sneaker ball. I say every year I'm going to go, and then every year I don't. One year, Jasmine, we're going next year. We're going. We're going to have a ball. We're going to look cute. 
and our little <laughs> Balenciagas. No, I'm kidding. I ain't wearing them stuffy ass shoes. But yeah, guys. So thank you. Have a great week. Um, summer, I guess, is finally here. So if your body is just what it is, then hell, it is what it is, Chicago, and for everyone else. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>